The Mad Splainers is brought to you by the Cap Times Idea Fest. Two days of lively discussion on September 28th and 29th on the University of Wisconsin Madison campus. You can find tickets at captimesideafest.com. Did you hear that, everyone? That was the 2017 operating budget document in hard copy. I'm going to page through this for you and get a little taste of what the budget is like. Paging through. One of the first pages, city tax rate computation. Expenditure summary by function. Special assessment revolving fund. Let's skip ahead. Economic development. Oh, yeah. General obligation debt service summary. Public works and transportation. Facilities, operations, and maintenance. Workers' compensation funds. CDA housing operations. Reverse mortgage funds. Exchange table. Housing vouchers. Public housing. Miscellaneous appropriations. Room tax funds. Public housing trust funds. Special assessment. Revolving funds. Home buyer system program. Yes, that was not even a quarter of the entire budget document, which is really half of the entire city budget. Everything in there is extremely confusing. But guess what? It's budget season now, and we got you. I'm Abby Becker, and I'm the city and county government reporter for the Capital Times. I'm Eric Lawrenson. I report on technology for the Capital Times. And we are the Mad Splainers. Welcome, everyone, to The Mad Splainers, a show that explains local government and city affairs in Madison. Uh, Lisa Speckhard pask is traveling right now, so you just got Eric and me for today. I miss Lisa already. She She's was an the integral glue part of this whole operation, but we'll, we'll persevere. We'll do what we can. All right, everyone. So the capital budget for 2019 has been introduced. So Paul Soglin introduced the $336 million plan for 2019. It's his version of the spending plan for the city for big budget capital items. But I'm getting ahead of myself um, because this is uh, essentially the very beginning of a long process uh, during which the city will, will come up with its spending plan for the next year and come up with a document that really guides and shapes the city's priorities for 2019. I'll be honest. I kind of have thought of the budget as something that, that just kind of happens in a little two-month section of the fall. You hear about Paul Soglin holding a press conference, introducing this this executive budget. Then the council takes it up, and eventually it's passed. Um, and then I don't hear about it for like another 10 months. But it's actually a year-round kind of never-ending process that Madison goes through when it comes yeah, up with Yeah, we spoke budget. with Laura Larson of the city's finance office, um, and uh, she walked us through various aspects of this year's budgets and city budgets overall. But she also mentioned that she already has one of her first meetings on the 2020 budget on the books. So if you're keeping track, it is 2018, and the city is discussing its 2019 budget. So she's already thinking of another year down the line. I get a hard time from um, colleagues about, it feels like we're always planning the budget, but it's very, very important. And I think a thoughtful and strategic planning process results in a much better, straightforward um, budget that when it comes out to our policymakers um, and to our residents, people know what's in. We might not think of the city's budget, you know, on a day-to-day basis. You know, it, it comes up into, you know, the public consciousness um, when the big announcements are made. But as you described, uh, the city does work on these, you know, kind of all year long. 
let's dive into talking about the budget, explaining the budget, mad-splaining the budget, mad-splaining the budget, if you will. Hey, Abby, what's the budget? So the budget is essentially the city's spending plan. So the city's budget is um, the spending plan uh, for the upcoming year. Uh, I like to think of it as the um, the biggest statement of the city's policies and priorities for the upcoming year. Where where people spend money matters, and, and what we invest in, um, you know, I think is a direct reflection of what's important to us and what our priorities are. It's important to note, though, that when we're talking about the budget, we need also need to break down the differences between the capital budget and the operating budget. When we uh, release the city's budget, we do it in two parts. Uh, the first part is the capital budget. The other piece of the budget is um, the operating budget. The capital budget, um, it funds big, large projects. So you can think about um, you know, major construction projects, roads projects, building new police stations type of projects. And the capital budget also outlines um, the five-year capital improvement plan. So um, the mayor could include something, you know, four years out in in the CIP. And in in that way, it's also um, a prominent statement of uh, the city's policies and goals and and hopeful plans uh, for the future. Um, So that's the capital budget. And then the operating budget funds day-to-day stuff. And a majority of that, as um, Laura described to us, is really funding the people, you know, of the city. That's the big one. The employees, you know, the the health insurance for the employees. And, you know, then then also just the various day-to-day stuff uh, that the city needs to pay for. You need pens and paper. Office Office supplies supplies. is a line item. Yeah. When you buy that fire truck in the capital budget. You're also going to need to maintain that fire truck. So that comes out of the operating budget. Exactly. The two are interconnected. You know, I was really curious about why we think about Madison's budget this way. Why do we have two documents here that we're really talking about instead of just one big bill? Uh, I asked Laura Larson about this when, when she was in for our chat in the studio. And she gave two reasons, one of which was just it kind of makes sense to have that be the framework of how we talk about how the city spends money in the first place. I think the the logic there is let's first um, talk about uh, the capital stuff, which is more sort of like um, visionary but and, and more long term. And then we'll come back um, with the operating budget and talk about, you know, really sort of the, um, the nuts and bolts of what's going to happen next year. It makes sense, especially because the two inform each other. You pay for something that is going to be a new building or, uh, you know, new roads or whatever. Maybe there are going to be day-to-day expenses that will be associated with that. So therefore, it kind of makes sense to say, okay, let's talk about the big items that we're going to pay for in the capital budget first and then think about the operational budget. So yeah, so where is this money coming from? I think that's a big question. Where's the money coming from and, and where is it going? Yeah, I find it handy to think about the big old pie chart here. Where's this money coming from? Where's it going? Yeah, so in the capital budget, we have so big a big chunk, uh, a little over half of that pie chart is from general obligation borrowing. Um, so that's 51% in the 2019 proposed executive budget. Um, and so I just wanted to also note that much of the debt issued by the city is paid back pretty quickly um, over a 10-year period. And so this allows the city to keep its AAA bond rating, um, which is a good thing for the city to have. Um, gotta, gotta get that credit score. Oh, yeah. So nice. Other aspects of the budget 
to come from intergovernmental aid and also bonds from utilities. So like um, the water utility, the sewer utility. Yeah, it's it's kind of interesting. So there's this uh, general obligation borrowing, but the utilities kind of do their own thing. The citizens of Madison who pay for their water and such, they're going to be paying off those bonds through mm-hmm. those payments. Yeah. And so then in the operating budget, the majority of that, 73%, comes from property taxes. Um, and then other smaller portions come from um, you know, other intergovernmental aid agreements and then also everything else. So that could be fines, you know, you get a parking ticket, pay that money, and the room tax uh, kind of go into that little everything else. Just a big old smorgasbord of funding there, really. Uh, random funding. Just a potpourri. Yeah, so that's where the money comes from. Let's talk about how does the city actually spend that money. Let's talk about the capital budget first. Transportation is a major sort of bucket of spending for the city. And again, when we're talking about the capital budget, we're talking about big projects. So maintaining roads, for example, a major project that is accounted for in the 2019 executive budget is a Buckeye Road construction $6.4 million is allocated for Buckeye Road construction between Monona Drive um, to Stoughton Road. Yeah. And, and one thing that I want to point out, too, is that when we're talking about capital projects, long-term investments, that encompasses the actual building of things, but also the planning and study of building of things, too. So we talked about that big old corridor study last week for... Uh, John Nolan Drive Mm -hmm. uh, in our episode about the hairball intersection. Hairball. That study is um, accounted for in the capital budget. Um, Another major category of spending is facilities. The building of new buildings or the upgrading of old buildings. So again, just a couple of examples in this fresh new executive budget. Fresh. uh, Fresh off the presses. There are long-term plans to give an overhaul to the Madison Metro headquarters on the Near East Side. This year, we're talking about new wash bays for um, the city's fleet of buses. I don't entirely know what a wash bay is. I can't explain that. I'm guessing it has something to do with the washing of buses. I think so. Um, And there's a new fire alarm system being installed. That's just for 2019. There's more to come. And another facilities project I just wanted to mention was... um uh, $22 million for the replacement of the Lake Street parking garage. And uh, as a part of this, so there's also planning going on for, for bus rapid transit, which um, it has been a thing that the city has been talking about for a while, which would, could really improve and overhaul Madison's transportation system. So that's an interesting thing to watch out for in future years. So far, the, the, the pie is 46% transportation, 17% facilities, and then parks and utilities make up a good chunk of the, the rest of that spending. So... On that pie chart, 6% makes up uh, funding for parks and 13% goes to utilities. So that kind of rounds out our capital budget pie. Cool. Let's let's bake a fresh new pie for that operations budget. Operations hot. budget pie. <laughs> okay. So a huge slice of that, 41%, is going to go to public safety. So here we're talking about like emergency response, like firefighters and the like, police department. Also, a good chunk of that goes to public health. Moving our way down the list, 20% goes toward public works and transportation. And then another big slice of the pie is debt service. Debt. Remember when we talked about all the the borrowing we do to pay for that long-term stuff, all the buildings and the roads? That all kind of comes back as something that we need to account for in the operations budget. 
because we got to pay. We got to pay back those loans. We got to pay back that money. Fifteen percent of our operations budget goes toward paying off that debt, and this is kind of a huge part of the conversation around the budget, and it has been lately in terms of how much should we be spending on these long-term projects, given the impact it has on. The actual payments we have to put down in the operations budget, and especially also given um, a decline in funding from other sources such as uh, the federal and state government. The Mad Splainers is sponsored by the Cap Times Idea Fest. An event with an exciting lineup of guests, including David Axelrod. The fest takes place in Madison on September 28th and 29th. You can find tickets at captimesideafest.com. So again, there are kind of these two phases that we think about when it comes to how a budget actually gets made. There's this year-long process of doing this behind-the-scenes work in the finance department of the city, and then there's the more public-facing. Process the introduction of the budgets by the mayor, introduction to the council, and then eventually it gets adopted. Just to give you a more specific idea of what exactly goes into the whole process of planning out the budget, the behind-the-scenes stuff. Laura Larson talked a lot about how a good chunk of some of the initial steps that her department takes when it comes to planning out a budget, which happens kind of early on in the year, around January. February involves a lot of forecasting, figuring out what exactly some of these budget numbers are going to look like come the fall when the budgets actually get、uh, introduced. And one major consideration is the budget gap. The city will often spend more money than it's taking in, and that gap that a city has to reckon with between the amount of money that it spends versus how much it actually took in is the budget gap. This has been something that you, Abby, have already been writing about when it comes to this budget. We're dealing with a、uh, approximately five million, more specifically four point seven million dollar budget gap. What does that mean exactly, and well, why is it why is it something that is of note? Yeah, so、um, the 2019 projected outlook、uh, shows the city at a 4.7 million dollar budget gap, and this is caused、um, by a 5.8 percent increase in general fund expenditures,、um, and that spending is driven by a 7.3 million dollar increase in personnel costs and another 6.7 million dollar increase in borrowing. All of this, this spending、um, is outpacing what the city is. Um, is bringing in, resulting in in this gap. So in the past, the city has closed budget gaps by adding new revenue streams through things like the urban forestry special charge,、um, increases in ambulance conveyance fees, and most recently, an increase in the city's room tax rate. Now this year, a big thing people are talking about、um, is a proposal from Mayor Paul Soglin to implement a vehicle registration fee in the city of Madison. If this were to pass, this would be in addition to a recent registration fee that the, that Dane County approved,、um, as well as、um, you know what you pay normally to the state. Committees have not、uh, really been favorable to this, so we'll kind of you know kind of see what happens、um, during the budget debate. Again, some of the things that the finance department looks at during this planning phase, they're talking to city agencies, requesting their own sort of budgets for the services that they provide, and then it's just kind of this a months-long process of figuring out priorities 
in the capital budget and in the operational budget based on all those different constraints, based on the agency requests, and also based on the numbers that the city is eventually going to receive from the state. Health insurance and pension rates, that kind of stuff that the city actually can't be really certain about until they actually get a final word from state government. And those numbers can also affect this budget gap that we're talking about. So just a check-in of where exactly we are right now in this process. So so as we said, the mayor introduced uh, the executive capital budget. So right now, um, so some public hearings were, were held um, on the capital budget, and those were held in the finance committee, and agency heads came in, and they talked to the finance committee, of which the mayor is a part of, um, and talked about their capital needs you know, for the upcoming year. Then after that, um, the Finance Committee will discuss and debate and offer amendments to that executive budget. And from there, that goes, uh, that goes to the council. So council members have an opportunity to offer amendments to the budget. Um, and then, then all the way in November, the council will end up approving those amendments, um, which will go into the budget. Then they will take a motion and adopt the budget as amended. Now, that same process holds true for the operating budget, which has not been introduced yet. So the mayor will introduce the executive operating budget in, I think it's the first week of October. So heads up, that's going to be coming your way. Yeah, I mean, Abby, it's your job to be on the ground floor of this legislative process. What's it like? You know, like, what was it like last year during the adoption of the 2018 budget? Yeah, well... In previous years, the city council and the mayor have not really agreed on spending priorities. So this has set up a lot of debate and conflict and interesting amendments. Last year, the budget, the final budget approval dates in November typically happen over two days. I think the city budgets, huh, budgets, uh, plans for three days of um, of a of like approval time. Um, And so last year, if I'm remembering correctly, it was over two days. And these are typically very late nights. Um, I'm not sure if this was last year or the year before. They all kind of blend together in my my head now. But, um, you know, I remember being at Monona Terrace until like three in the morning, maybe not four, but it felt very late. So these are not... I do not envy you. So in addition to my planning for reporting on these stories, I also plan out my snacks. I think snacks are a crucial part of meeting coverage. Mm. So, you know, you got to have your almonds. Those have like some long lasting protein. You know, you got to have some snacks. I like to have a baked good, you know. Anyway, you got to plan these snacks out all throughout the night. Also, a healthy amount of some coffee and tea. got to have a good thermos, keep those warm, um, and a water bottle. I mean, these are necessities. Also, a lot of batteries for your recorder. This tips, is great. Tips and tricks. This could be an episode of the Mad Splainers. Like five things you need to know if you're going to cover Bring a city hall meeting. And yeah. Lots of them. <laughs> so yeah. So the the point of that is that these budget debates can get pretty long and lengthy and and tense and controversial. When it comes to this year, what are the things that you think are going to be the big points of contention or focus when it comes to these these debates and? Yes. So with the capital budget that has just come out, it's kind of interesting because the mayor has included more planning funds in in the capital budget and the CIP rather than, you know, funds for actual construction. So that's been something that's a little bit different. Like, for example, he's included $200,000 to study a joint um, north side public safety campus. And so the idea for this is that it would house police and fire um, services and police evidence storage facilities. So that's an interesting concept overall, but that's also an example of funding included in the budget to study. 
last year there were a lot of projects included in the capital budget, um, like, like big building projects, like the Madison Municipal Building renovation. That was a huge one. There's fewer of those bigger projects this year, so um, that's also a bit different. And so in, you'll see at the end of the capital improvement plan some more big projects. So we're kind of in, in like a lull right now for those major big building projects. That's how I'm kind of seeing it. Um, yeah, and then in the operating budget, we'll you know we'll have to see when it when it comes out. Um, you know, I know in in I mean Soglin has talked about this vehicle registration fee, so that will be interesting to see if that you know comes back up. Um, you know, I know throughout the year the mayor has talked about you know funding for um, uh, for for violence prevention initiatives, particularly through a public health standpoint. So I'll be curious what comes through the budget in that realm. Um, and then it's also just interesting to see what's always, you know, kind of reauthorized or, you know, continued funding for things. So, um, so yeah, I'm, I'm curious when that comes out in October. It'll be fun to, to page through that one. All right. So we're at this moment. The 2019 executive budget has been introduced to the Common Council. Um, is a good time to think about why should you even care about any of this? Why does the budget matter? One very specific reason is if you're a property owner, you're going to get taxed in order to fund this big old budget. It really comes down to sort of the bottom line of what's on your property tax bill if you're a homeowner in Madison. And so to kind of to describe this as um, council members are sort of going uh, through the approval process, you'll often hear um, things like, well, what's the, the tax on the average value home? And so that number is, you know, kind of gives a good sense of what an individual item in the budget, how that might affect the property tax bill. So yeah, so that's kind of like the the hard the hard line there of how it affects you, but but also as we talked about, um, the budget really is a big policy statement yeah. of the city. It, it shapes it shapes priorities, it shapes projects. Um, you can see what the city cares about through what it spends its dollars on. Alders often say it's the most important part of their job. It it makes sense given that. The city needs to be spending in a way that accounts for how much we're growing here. Uh, every year we're adding to our population. And as Laura said, we need to continue growing our city to accommodate that while also keeping services and other aspects of life in Madison affordable. But the budget is also important because it outlines where services are in the city, what services are provided to you as a resident, um, and also what kind of projects might be coming down the pipeline. So um, specifically with the, with the capital budget, you can see, I like to look at that and think, oh, in this year, this road near my house is going to be closed because oh, we're reconstructing yeah. it. It's like an orange barrel alert. What you got to look forward to in the summer. Oh, they the, should add little orange barrel alerts like in their in documentation in the budget to like let people know. Construction. That would be awesome. I love that. I, I would love, that, love that. But the city has um, come up with these really cool, useful, interactive tools that um, that you can use. Um, so you can find it on the city's budget website and there's a big map for the capital budget. So you can kind of click through and, and see um, and see the different capital projects and different colors represent different agencies and just kind of a fun way to see in map form where more money is going. Yeah. And speaking of that, Laura Larson said that it is a big priority of hers to change the way that she and her department communicates the budget to the public. 
Where we're really trying to take the budget process in the future is not so much having a conversation about, you know, the delta of what happened with those $3 million from, you know, one year to the next. But instead, what are what are what service levels are we funding and how do those connect to the outcomes that matter most to our residents? In many cases, for a lot of people, the budget is a black box and it's like it's just this mysterious thing, like what's actually in it? Um, And so what we really are trying to do is being very thoughtful and deliberate about how do we open that black box. As a City of Madison resident, uh, you can also get involved. You can show up to meetings and let the elected officials know what you think of their budget priorities. So uh, a next big meeting is on September 24th. And so this is when the Finance Committee is scheduled to take its vote on the executive capital budget. So this will include discussion on um, the Finance Committee's proposed amendments. And those amendments are released um, on September 21st. So I'll be writing about it. You can check those out in the Cap Times. Thanks for listening, guys. You can subscribe to The Madsplainers on iTunes or wherever else you may find podcasts. While you're there, check out uh, The Corner Table, which is the Cap Times podcast all about food and dining in Madison, and Wedge Issues, which is a podcast all about politics. Do you have any feedback or ideas for future podcasts? You can email eric at ericl at madison.com. And be sure to tune in in two weeks for the next episode of The Madsplainers. Thanks for listening. Bye, y'all. The Madsplainers has been brought to you by the Cap Times Idea Fest. Two days of lively discussion on September 28th and 29th on the University of Wisconsin-Madison campus. You can find tickets at captimesideafest.com.